episode number 31. Aaron Hicks to the sticks. A. A. Ron. Wish you, wish you played more this year, bud. We need you, A. A. Ron. A. A. Ron. But nonetheless, was productive. And guess what? We have a loaded episode for you today. Oh, yeah. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. Lots to cover, including who out there knows when you have a friend and when they get a girlfriend or a boyfriend, that friend all of a sudden disappears? We all have one of those. At we're, least one. <laughs> we're covering that in the life aspect. Yes. We're going to cover playoff baseball because hey, it is here. It's about time. You know how much this anticipation since like the season ended? I'm like, oh, oh, man. I can't so wait. much. So much. And obviously, we're going to talk our Yanks. But you bring up a great point to start off with what we're going to first talk about. Yes. Anticipation. And here's, here's where I'm coming at. The argument we had earlier was the one-game playoff. Good, not good. I hate it. James? I like it. Likes it. Now, to your point about anticipation, the baseball season is 162 games. Yes. It is a war of attrition with many battles. Now, I feel that the one-game playoff, yes, it is very dramatic. However, what it does is it gives the exact same level of power to the first and second place wildcard teams. Now, the old playoff way was only one wildcard team. One wildcard team, and they got to play in a five-game series. Pretty much. So, granted, you know, anything can happen over a series, but I know anything can actually happen in one game. It's a do or die in one game. more, More chances for... Things like last or last night to happen when the Nationals won on an error. Oh, yeah, you felt bad for that guy. For those who don't know, basically, long story short, I believe it was three to one. Uh, it was three to one. Brewers yeah. going to the bottom of the eighth. Bases loaded for uh, the young Juan Soto. Bases loaded. Gets a base hit the right field. It's Two a, runs easily scored. It's a single, by the way. Yeah. It right at the guy. Two runs score easily. Then a misplay by the right fielder as the ball got away that yep. led the third run to score. That pretty much cost the Brewers the so, game and, said, their se- and the season. As you said, three to one. Now, two runs are going to score on a single. That's a tie game. That's 3-3. You cannot, on a single, let the runner from first get all the way home. It was a rookie outfielder. He made a rookie mistake. He was trying to be aggressive. He's thinking in his mind, I'm going to save this game. I'm going to throw that guy out at home from uh, second. Uh, can't think that way. He misplayed the ball. He... Let it go under his glove. It did take a funny bounce, but guess what? You gotta block it with all your bate because you cannot make a mistake there. You just can't. No, absolutely not. But however, yes. I know how much you do not like the one game playoff. That's my point though. Some of our top playoff moments over the last few years have come from the wild card game. Yes, the wild card game, but however, like this moment, that kid, that rookie who hit the single, now that is Washington Nationals history. Granted, they haven't been to many playoffs or made it out of the first round very No, often. they've been stuck in the division series pretty much for the last, like, But to be honest, years. unless they get to the World Series, they're not going to care anymore about that one, about that amazing rookie who had that amazing big hit in a big moment. Yeah. It really only matters if they keep winning. Pretty much. So, but this is what I'm saying. The one-game playoff, I get it for the drama purposes. The drama purposes is... I just don't like the fact that you are rewarding. Now, it's the top two in the wild card. There could be a four-game difference that the first team in the wild card could have a huge lead, and 
Now you're giving the same amount of power and risk of one game. Any mistake made by any player can take that away. Pretty much. Instead of playing a five-game series where I feel like the better baseball team will win over a series. But nonetheless, you're given first and second wild card the same amount of power and same chances. I don't like it. See, I like it because it brings your top skills, your top moment. That feeling is like you want to get right. the feeling, the fear makes you freaked out, but it also gives you excitement. It's, it makes you want to drive to be the best player on the team. And essentially, you're right. Whoever does calm their nerves, play that one game the right way, essentially is going to win. Whoever can figure it out. Now, that's the thing. 162. I know. That's, that's a lot It's a long games. season. You know, to have one game and one moment erase your team from the playoffs, I don't know. But even if you make it to the playoffs, it's pretty... pretty Impressive. Think of it this way: you're yeah. like one out of one of the two teams. Exactly one one of the sports that not that many teams get to the dance because no, ten teams, ten teams out of the thirty, and it used to be only eight. It used to be eight for the longest time. So it'd be an easier chance for you to actually make the playoffs that normally doesn't happen. Yeah. So yeah, well, granted, we gave two extra slots to the wild yeah. card, but I still say of all other sports like basketball, where half the field makes the playoffs and you have teams with terrible losing records we've already we've talked about get out of here yeah 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 yeah, back to baseball anyway let's switch to the other wild card game real quick oh the uh a's and rays a's and rays first of all two teams i was actually kind of freaked out about when they were actually making the wild card yeah you know we always said the last episode we are afraid of the rays because they're good they're they're a different race team this year because they find a way to uh sting you they're scrappy Sting. But anyway. They're scrappy, but differences this year, they actually have a few arms. Wow. Yeah. Charlie Morton, who the former Astro. Former Astro. Now Ray. Pitching like an Astro. <laughs> what was the other guy's name? Tyler Glasnow. Tyler Glasnow. You remember uh, it was Glasnow and Meadows that got traded from the Pirates for Chris Archer? Ooh. Now at the time It looks awesome. It looks awesome, but guess who won that deal? The Rays. The Rays, big time. For those who don't know, Chris Archer, who was dominant for the Rays... He was like the ace of them. Went over to the Pirates and laid an egg. I mean, had a rough year. He pretty much walked the plank ever since he's been a Pirate. (laughs) High five on that one. That was good. That was good. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, Charlie Morton. Now... He is a playoff freak. He was not even like the number one ace over the Astros. Obviously, they have a loaded lineup, but his playoff stats are like an ace. And he showed it again. He had a little rocky start first time through the lineup, but then, like a veteran, smooth. He only gave up what? One earned run? Yeah, one earned run. And gave it over to the bullpen. Sealed the deal. Sealed there. the deal. Now, the Rays' bats. They hit some home runs. They hit four home runs. And this is my point. Like, the Oakland A's hit a lot of home runs this year. Marcus oh, yeah. Simeon. But in that one-game playoff, if you had the they A's... They were silent. They were silent. No, they didn't step well, up. Well, think of this way. They didn't bring Charlie Morton. Yeah, but that's my point. It's, it's like, it's not the team's best pitching. It's their best pitcher. You want to bring your A game. Like, you know. I that's get it. I, I don't know. The one game... But maybe I'm even... Maybe. I don't know, because then the Rays hit four home runs. I know, it's like something you don't hear very often. The Rays I, didn't hit home I runs know, this year. I, I, I know, We're, we could have this conversation all day, all day. But all I'm day. just saying. I, let's just say this. Gotta uh, give respect to him. Yeah, our, my favorite postseason moment was uh, Sir Didi's three-run home run against the Twins two years ago. Mm, that's a good one. Hopefully that happens again this year. Didi hitting home runs off the Twinkies. Now, <laughs> real quick, 
before we get into our Yankees chat, I want to say, we're and by the way, we're very excited to talk about the Yankees. But we know we're going to go hardcore and talk about the Yankees. So we're going to switch gears and do a little bit of life aspect for you. Yeah, because uh, I have a very interesting uh, topic I think I wanted to mention you about. What we got? Okay, so uh, like we said, we all have that one friend who gets into a relationship and next thing you know, they disappear into oblivion. So let me ask you some questions real quick. Yeah. How long have you known this guy? I've known this guy since high school. So a long we, time. We both tried out for the high, for the uh, baseball team. And I'm like, you know what? We started talking to each other. We became friends. We were in the same chemistry class. By the way, sidebar. Did you, when you tried out for the baseball team, how old were you? I was... Uh, were you a freshman? Yeah, I was a freshman and a sophomore. I tried out did twice. You, did you see me there? I wouldn't be no. at the, I wouldn't be at the no, tryouts. No, probably not. No, probably not. Okay. I was just wondering if you ever like saw me or knew who I was back then. No. I honestly did not know you back in high school. Hoover, so. damn. Because I was a damn good baseball player. A lot has changed since then. So. But you know me now. Yes. So, okay. Your friend, how good of a friend is he? Or how, did, was, you, how did you think he I was? I would say in high school, we were very, very good friends. We hung out almost every weekend. We did mm. some fun things. But then once he started getting into a relationship, I guess since I went to college, he went to college, I went to Mass, he stayed in Connecticut, it kind of like died away, the friendship a little bit. Okay, but, so natural causes, like a distance... And especially in a lot of male friendships, who guys don't talk as often as females do, stay in touch Yeah, the art of communication for us guys is a little uh, but that's, yeah, bad. <laughs> that's where you find out where your real friends are, though, because you could go, you know, my best friends from growing up, shout out Mikey D, Mikey Danaf. You and I could not talk for a year. And then as soon as we see each other, it's like riding a bike, we're right back to it. We're always there. And it's just an understanding. Now, if you even have to question that, there's something certainly wrong here with this friendship because my other question is, is it one girl where this happened or is it whenever he got a girlfriend? When he got happened? a girlfriend. He uh, had uh, three girlfriends in his mm. band. It's just, so it was a, re a repeating action. It was a repeating action. Offender. Yeah. That's it's funny how it said three. Strike one, two, three. Get out of here. Yeah, you, gave him, you can't give him that many chances. Now, no. you mentioned something that... Uh, he said he asked you for something or oh yeah so uh three years ago many of you may not know this but i fractured my finger going white water rafting in maine hey that's pretty cool it was very cool it was a very cool story to tell to the ladies out there but anyway yeah, ladies but anyway the point is is that i broke my finger i was coming home obviously just upset pissed off that i broke my finger he sends me a text saying Saying, uh, and you're you're expecting it to be like, hey, are you okay? Or how'd your trip go? Yeah. And what what was said? Well, I was 21 at the time. He wasn't. He was like, hey, can you buy me a booze for me and my girl? I'm like, wow. I'm like, dude, I got a broken finger. I almost swore there. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Thanks for asking, dude. You want me to? Uh, oh, you want boy. me to grab with that? Little finger that just looks like this. I was about to say, did you break your pinky? No, I did not break my like, pinky. Because imagine sitting at a bar and be like, ladies, check me out. No, it With was like the... a bent one-inch pinky. No, nope, it was the ring finger. So think of it that way. Even better. Oh, yeah. Ladies, I can't commit because I can't put a ring on this finger. But anyway, the point is, is that he was an overall douchebag, not being... It wasn't there for you. Pretty much wasn't there during the times where I was struggling. So when you were gone, didn't matter. Yeah. If you came back... All he did was just hit you up for a selfish purpose. Pretty much, yeah. He's like, dude, I'm hey. out with my girlfriend. You want to hang out, grab a drink? I want to talk about it. You know, being the good friend that Listen, is. You know, the weeding out process begins 
you know, it should begin in high school, but it really doesn't because you're around the same amount of a thousand kids for four straight years. Of course. It's when that ends and then you go off to college and everything spreads out a little bit more, everyone goes their own way. That's where you start to A, find out where your true friends are. The good friends the, and then everything depletes pretty much. Yeah. Even I'm starting to learn that with my college friends now. Yeah, so. because honestly, and I'll even admit, I kind of distanced myself from my college friends. I had a group of nine boys that I'm going to put the effort in and make sure I never am fully out of contact with them. But for like a good two, maybe even three years, I very infrequently like would reach out and a part of the, all of that is on me. And it's because maybe I was going through something and dealing with it and not realizing these are my boys. Were you just upset at yourself, maybe? I was, uh, yeah. I wasn't proud of myself. Uh, you know, they were all getting big See, jobs, I, and I was in the struggle. That's exactly what, I, I was going to say something like that, but making, you, you know, kind of just pointed it out. Yeah, right there. and so, you know, you're in the struggle, and you're not making some of the best life choices, and... Uh, you just feel embarrassed. And embarrassed, so... Well, obviously, things are different But now. I realized, you know, I saw them at a, at a wedding recently, and I knew this all along in, the, in my heart of hearts, but it was great to hear them say it. They said, dude... You shouldn't have hid that from us. You should have come to us because they are my real friends. They, if they are your real friends, they would they would understand. They would try to help exactly. you Exactly. And I should have I should have realized that. Well, but, now you know. But now I've made up for that, and we're we're slowly piece by piece getting that back together. But like I said, these are friends I'm going to have the rest of my life. Now, granted, it literally is less you know two hands or less how many people you're going to be able to count in your life that you want to have in your trench if you're in a war, the Th metaphor of think it. Yeah, think of it this way. You go into war, who do you want by your side? Who's going to be that person that's going to protect you? Yes, when you're suffering, when you're struggling, when you're afraid, who's that friend that is actually there in the hard times? Yeah. Now, it unfortunately gets less and less fingers. It just happens. It's life. Yeah, literally just like... you know, and It's still kind of depleting as time goes along. It's like sometimes... Does it look like a reflection on yourself, or is it a reflection right. on them, or is it distance, or this, that? I think there's natural causes to an extent, like, that's 50% of it. It just is what it is. People go off and live their lives in very separate directions, but maybe have a reach-out type, uh, reach every once a year reunion, but still. That's, a, that's still. It comes down to one hand, sometimes even a couple of fingers, of people that you can actually call your besties and your closest friends. Mm -hmm. So exactly. I think there's just natural causes. Now I know I did the same thing. I'm like asking myself, what have I done wrong? What am I doing? Is it me? But in your situation, in this particular one, I would say 100%. We don't know the situation with the guy and girl, but it's all on your friend. Exactly. Your yeah, we talk about that. We also talk about he's had three girlfriends, I haven't met one of them. Ooh, very key detail. Now, have you ever asked him or said this? I, yeah, I've said, have you ever said this to him? You always disappear. Have you ever brought that up to him? No, I actually haven't because I really, I feel like now it just doesn't make sense to even bring it up anymore. Okay. Because well, it's obviously a constant trend. Here's what I'm going to say for this. It might, it could be too late, but it's never too late for you because what you need to get out to him just for yourself so you can answer that box, whether it be yes or no. Mm -hmm. But you, for yourself, should voice that, listen, man, I know we're kind of growing apart, life is whatever, you have your girlfriend, and I do, but I just felt that anytime you have blah, 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 do your thing, say what you feel. Yeah, yeah, just because even saying. if he rejects it or whatever, then he was never your friend at all. Maybe it'll put a light bulb in his head because friends do need to say that to friends. And you can even say, hey, I'm saying this as a friend. I don't know if you do it to everybody, but at least for me, 
Yeah. I, I felt out of touch and lost whenever you had. So maybe voice it out. And at least you can close the chapter on that. Of course, yeah. So whether whatever answer my Because already in my mind, the chapter's already right. sealed as it is. But it's still, in a way, bothering you. So to have it not bother you and to have that answer. Just... Well, it was just this, um, this encounter I told you about. What was it? When I was working at the liquor store job, he just oh, like, yeah. came in and... So I'm like, hey, what's going on? How's life treating you? Like, like you're still with your girlfriend? I didn't get like that same vibe. Like when when I wanted to say, uh, hey, you want to get you want to get together? You want to do something? Catch up and all that other stuff. He didn't. I didn't get that. He vibe. didn't give you the yeah, man. This, he gave you the like yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, of course. It's like I didn't. I didn't even bother asking because uh, I really didn't get the vibe anymore. See that hurt. You're you're a good feels by the way. He's a huge empath, as am I. But this man has great feels. The man is a professional feeler. So that's like my six thousandth job right there, <laughs> <laughs> and never stop feeling because, dude, life is gonna throw so many curveballs at you. It's gonna grab you so by much it. difficulty. It's gonna grab you by the nutsack too. Pain, suffering, and all of it is gonna come relentlessly, but you never stop feeling all of it. That is that is the goal in life. I can't help it. Keep hand no, never stop yep. feeling because people eventually. Don't want to feel that pain anymore, so they numb themselves. They either self-medicate, or they just stop caring, or they don't care or have that feeling anymore. Yeah, it's just slow. Movies just... don't excite them. Nothing excites them. I want you to never lose that, because that's the trust spark. me. I don't think I will never ever lose that's, that. That's and you the, know that. That's the child within that we all need to keep until we're dead in the grave, because that's what keeps us alive. Is feels. Are you just saying that because I'm a teacher? Child within. No, I said that because, and especially when you're a teacher. Sometimes you have brutal, brutal decisions to make. And that being said. Yes. Speaking of brutal The decisions, New York Yankees. The New York Yankees. The New York Yankees. Oh, talk about brutal decisions. There's like a brutal decision brutal. coming left and right. Brutal. Now, where do we start with brutal decisions? Because there's too many of them. He asked a question on the Facebook. He did a poll. He asked, yeah. Voight or Ford? Now, who? Who do you think? Answer. Voight. Ford. Voight or Ford. Now, the stats behind that were 597 votes. Yes. Holla. Uh, 363 by Voight for Voight and 234 for Ford. Ooh. Jinx. Uh, surprising. Now, here's the thing. Are you really surprised? I mean, I feel like I'm surprised. I'm surprised that a lot of people voted for Ford because I thought so too. I know Voight, like you said, is one for his last 35. I, he looks absolutely just crappy at the and plate. He does he's like crappy. literally, he's literally like not even swinging because I feel like he's afraid he's going to strike out. Like you said last episode, he's taking balls right down the middle and he's swinging at things. I also, I came, up, I just came up with this right now. You remember last year when people thought Gary Austin Romine should have started instead of Gary Sanchez in the playoffs? Right. I feel like we're having the same exact conversation one year later, but with first baseman. You know what? I agree. And you know what I also said recently? It's a reset button. The playoffs will probably be the best medicine for Voight. He can actually just be like, that season's done. And guess what? The man's stats this year were still with the last one for 35. Exactly. He, he still batted 263. And had 21 home runs with 62 RBIs. Not to mention his on-base percentage was also like something 100 points higher than way that. Way better than that. Yes, exactly. So, I don't know. Ford, is he a rookie, essentially? He is a rookie. The thing but is, he's like is that 42 years old. I will say one thing about Ford. He's a lefty. Yes. In a heavy righty 
batting lineup. We are very strongly righty. Real as, quick. As Ga always. Gary righty, Luke righty, DJ righty, Geo righty, DD's a lefty. Glaber righty, righty Garner lefty, Judge righty, Edwin righty, righty and Giancarlo righty. So. Way, 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 way too many righties. You need that, need that you need uh, balance. little variety. You need, you need that variety. Balance. Because what ends up happening is if a pitcher's in the groove, granted it's a lefty or a righty, if a pitcher gets in the groove, you got to swap sides of the plate because if he hits a spot up and in and he gets four more righties in a row, He's gonna feel that spot for maybe mm -hmm. another four he's batters. Gonna, he's just gonna keep on doing it over and so, over again. So, granted, this whole year we've had some stats in the hitting department, and having all these righties hasn't been much of an issue. Now, no, we, we did have Talkman, who was a lefty. Yes, he's injured. We did have Hicks. Yep. who was a switch hitter, injured. And I don't think Greg Bird even made it past the first week. No, he played. He played the first. Two weeks, I think. And he finished one home run and one RBI. <laughs> That's gross. That is disgusting. I'm sorry, Greg Bird. But, dude, I think uh, Mike Ford might have just kicked your ass out of New York. He definitely did. Yeah. And Mike Ford 100% did because it's now a question between Voight and Ford. Who would have No time for Bird. Did you seriously think in February we're going to be now. talking about who's going to be playing first of in course the American not. League division? But here's the, here's the whole entire question. That's exactly it. The next man up, we are... We've ridden it all year. Yeah. And why stop now? No, not a chance. Now, we're going to have to rely on those veterans because in playoff time, no matter what, like I said, it's a reset button. As always, yeah. So, too much success, I'm a little afraid of. You know, I'm a little afraid of the fact that we've done so well, but I am happy we pooped the bed the last week of You'd the You'd rather season. poop the last bed of the Z or I like that the last the, the last bed you're in poop the poop. last week of the season then do it at the beginning of September exactly and then decline from there in the playoff time so I will say I like that because we had a couple of coughs now they tasted failure a little bit because you don't want to have only success because then just in your mind you're like wait we've never wait we've never come back from which brings up this in the last week of the season do you think they were more focused on keeping their players healthy instead of focusing on home field advantage it was a tight race with the astros for the best record it was in baseball. neck and neck at one point we had it but then at the other and point, we had it with like what 12 15 games to go or something like pretty that? much yeah and then um Talkman went down, and then we a had couple a, of key, a, key guys went down. And then we lost Domingo Herman, huge arm to lose, our 18-game winner, our most consistent and successful our pitcher. piggyback rider, pretty much. He could have been a piggyback rider. He could have been a starter. The guy was awesome no matter what he did. We lost that, all that combined. It still burns to this day, by the so way. The, but, the, like, but back to your question. The end of the year, I think we did the best we could. Injuries-wise, they kept coming. Those never stopped. Like No, but it just kept on going. It just kept on happening yeah. and happening and happening at a rate that I'd just never seen before. And I was amazed that through 154 games, we literally didn't give up. And I still think in the last eight games we didn't either. But personnel decisions and who we put out there, you know, I'm glad freaking DJ could get his 100 RBIs. But he got that out of the way. He still batted over 325. And then didn't play the last two games. I'm happy about that because you don't want those star players losing an unnecessary game. Because as soon as they were out of it, which is basically two, three games to go because the Astros had a two, three-game lead on them. Yeah. It was over. Listen, let's just focus on what we got to do next. Yeah, focus now, on October. I will say this. 
Looking back at the 1998 Yankees. The, possibly the greatest team of all time. And, obviously, did they win the World Series that year? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and in the 90s, how many World Series did we win? In the 90s? List nin- them off. We won 96, 98, and 99. Those were the three World Series we won in the 90s. He knows everything. And then, of course, in 2000, we had the Subway Series. Yeah. So we'll include that one. Yeah. Well done, well done. So, in those years, this is smack dab in the middle. This is when we had the chewy center, the nougats of our candy bar Yankees lineup. So, the funny part is, now, I saw them all as stars growing up because... I'm sitting there. Well, you were young. Oh, my they God. All they're all awesome. amazing. Like, thinking Chuck Knobloch's a star. But the older you get, you realize they weren't, like, household names. They, they yeah. weren't Sosa or Maguire. Exactly. The Yankees, who are known for having all purchased big players. Yeah, courtesy of George Steinbrenner. And uh, this year, did we even buy that many players this season? I don't think no, we did. No, a lot of them were homegrown. Shout out to Homegrown. Great series on Yes. That is a great series. But anyway. The total comparisons and stats real quick. Yes. To the 98 and our this year's Yankees. Yes. The 98 Yankees hit 207 home runs. That this, was a, that's a lot back then. This year? It's still a lot. This yeah. year, we hit 306. That is 99 more. The most impressive part is that we didn't even leave the majors in home runs. Here's the even more... Wait, the Twins beat us by one. They did? Yes, I kid you not. They like literally like. They have three hundred seven. Three hundred seven. Yeah, they're like partying right now. It's like, oh yeah, we lead the major league in home runs. It doesn't matter. What Actually, happens. it's in October. You know what? Let them party. Let yeah. them let them spend their energy. Let them celebrate this. We don't need that record. People know the Yankees hit home runs. We're called the Bronx Bombers for a reason. It's not called a Twinkie Bomber. <laughs> Just saying. The only thing that survives. That was funny. A bomb yeah. is a Twinkie, <laughs> but. I will say this, 99 more home runs this year, but here's the cool stat back, piggybacking what you just said. Yep. The 98 Yankees had 906 RBIs. Our Yankees this year had 903. That's... We hit 99 more home runs, but had three less RBIs. How does that happen? Now, need I remind you, a home run is, of course, a guaranteed one RBI. Of course, but yeah. But how many of those were not so... A bunch of them were two, three run, a couple grand so, slams. Yeah. So think about that. 99 home runs is a guaranteed 99 more RBIs. Let's say 150 more because maybe two run home run, three run home run. Exactly, yeah. And they, the Yankees of 98, which we are trying to say, played a different style of ball. Because, yes, we're heading to all strikeouts and all home runs. But honestly, people have identified the Yankees as... Only ever that. Only ever all or nothing. Never playing small ball. I don't know, man. I will, say, I will say this, though, about this season. Like, the first half all the way to August, it felt like we were playing a different style of baseball yes. where it was just refreshing to watch. And because because all those young season. guys had to come in, like you said. Yeah, exactly. Ford, Wade. Manufacturing, um, <laughs> manufacturing runs with manufacturing Which was runs. my biggest complaint last year because they didn't do any of that. We would never... We would get a guy on second with a leadoff double, and he would rarely score. There was a couple times never I've seen, move a runner. There was over. a few times I've saw that in the final month of this of this season. And never I will say that with a guy on third, less than two outs, would we hit a sack fly? A guy would strike. Last year we were atrocious with runners in scoring position, less than two outs. This year we were a lot better. Situational hitting, we were much better this year. Refreshing to see. We're actually very excited about that. Now I will say this: looking at the stat line all the way down. 
the 98 Yankees, their starting nine basically did hit. All of them hit. In Pretty a range much of, all of them hit in a range between 15 and like 35 yeah. runs. Well, the most was 28, actually. So the oh, low, low way. We're talking about the 98? Yeah, 98. Oh, my bad. The lowest was 10, but Chad Curtis take him off. Daryl Strawberry at DH, he had 24. And the highest, Tino Martinez had 28. But everybody was 17, 17, 19, 19, 26, 24, 24. Yeah, but my favorite look part. At that. Look, at the, look at the RBI totals, though. That's the one that sticks out, in my opinion. This supports the more manufactured runs aspect. More RBIs to the home run. Like Tino Martinez, 28 homers and 123 RBIs. You don't that, see that anymore. Well, that's what it should be. That's what we feel like it should be. It needs to be that way. I'm sorry. We but- think it's gross how... Gary Sanchez had 34 home runs and only 77 RBIs. That's nasty. That can't happen. Usually, if you have 77 RBIs, you should have at least like 15 home runs. Yeah, that's like a 15 home run slot. Yeah. Aaron Judge. Oh, man. 27 home runs and 55 RBIs. See, I felt the same way every time I play MLB The Show. Like, if I have like 10 home runs and like 16 RBIs, I'm like, this is disgusting. I gotta bounce that back out and hit a few RBI singles, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It is weird. It's like, okay, so. I don't like it. They had, that means. They just had less men on base, meaning less people fought to get to first. It was more strikeouts, and the next guy hits a home run. Walk. Less walks, less beaten out singles, less small ball, less making contact with two strikes. You know, and so with the way we play, we're about to go up against the Twinkies. They also hit home runs. So with our pitching staff being a little, um... <laughs> yeah, I know, a little, little just, tough... It's, it's, this, this is why I'm freaked out. This. I just don't want to go into like a, a, a slugging home run derby here because, granted, I can't name a single Twins pitcher. Can you? Jose Barrios. Uh, Taylor Rogers. This is because I asked him last week. And he, that is pretty much. That is, and he remembers, though, too. Yeah. Keep going. Come uh, on. Let's see. Sam Dyson. Oh, Sergio Romo. Oh, I'm over this. I'm over this. Sergio Romo. Remember him? Yeah, oh, Michael yeah. Pineda. Yeah, yeah. Tony. Who got suspended, by T- the way. Tony Romo and uh, our, yeah. our former... Uh, oh, speaking of uh, tough decisions, uh, what did you think of uh, the pitching staff for the first three games? Paxton, Tanaka, Sevy is what they came out with. I was kind of shocked. Not going to lie. We were both thinking it was going to be Tanaka, no matter what, game one. Because his career ERA in the postseason is less than two. He's a beast in the postseason. Yes. Uh, Paxton... Looked a little crusty his last time out, and we all know he's a little crusty in the first inning. He has a pretty high ERA in the first inning, but yes, second half of the year, that kind of narrowed back down, and he was an ace the second half of the season. But I just don't like his last outing. It was not a confidence it wasn't. No, it wasn't just the last outing. It was just the fact that he has no postseason experience. I'm sorry. That too. You got Masahiro Tanaka, who's been a Yankee, who's been in big games, and who's succeeded See, the, in those you games. You need the guys like Tanaka. You need a Severino. I'm no disrespect, okay? I love Paxton. He's been great. And we're going to need him. But, but there's got to be some logic why this I'm happened. thinking they did something like, okay, if Paxton s- screws up right away. Which, were, God forbid that. God forbid. <laughs> Sevy comes and piggybacks him. Pitches, basically, becomes the game one pitcher and hopefully tries to keep that game close. Pretty much. Then you have Tanaka go, and then you open the door to maybe having Hap, who pitched great towards the end you there. You either have Hap or Luizica or Sessa. Or... Then they'll have a real serious question for game four, but I think you do something and make 
Tanaka pitch Game 5. God forbid there even be a Game 5. I do. I don't want a Game 5. At least we win in, like, four. Let's let's just win, period. Yes, I'm fine with that. So, but win or lose, we love you guys no matter what. And uh, that leads us into, yeah, we're at the time limit, but guess what? We're going to ask one last question. Gotcha. Pennant or bust? Is it that kind? Ooh. Is it that kind of season? Ooh, it's the. You know what it is. That's yeah. pressure. It's tough. It's the adversity. Listen, it's what we went right. through. The obstacles. You're all right. the things. The it's narrative. Like, it it's was like the narrative. You have to win the World Series this year. The narrative on the whole. We're looking at a Twinkies team who is more difficult this year. Who definitely improved from last season. Then there's the Astros. Probably afterwards, they're most likely going to win. They have four or five aces for crying out loud. Now, here's a quick stat by the Astros. Big numbers. Yeah. 1,410. The number of strikeouts the Astros pitching staff had. That's number one in MLB. Another number. 1,000. That's how many times uh, an Astros hitter struck out. Oh, what? That's insane. That also is first in baseball. That's so, their pitching strikes out the most, and their hitting strikes out the least. Well, see so. of your guy, George Springer, as always. That's my boy, you can! <laughs> but anyway, TCB. I have to tell you, I'm scared of the I'm scared of the twins, but I'm even more scared of the Houston Astros. Of course, of course. And it's a weird year, you know, baseball was weird this year. I'm gonna, it has been strange this and year. And I'm gonna come back right to what you said with this last crazy stat, because we're running out of time. Yes. Guess what, ladies and germs? Pitching was gross this year. As always. Or was hitting that much better. 4.50 was the league average ERA. Across the board, oh that is the ninth highest in history. Oh my goodness, really? Even crazier. 63%, to be exact, 63.01. 63% of the time was how many times a game was closed successfully. That means either entering the ninth or eighth, like a Josh Hader going for a two-inning save, 37% of the time, it the game was, was blown. That's crazy, by the way. Across the board, all games calculated, 37% of the time, the game was blown. That never happens. That's insane. Now, that, that's crazy. That, that adds to, I think, the testament to how many home runs are hit, because home runs do put a dagger in your plans. They, they're the ones that give you the run. Well, it's more than just that. It's also costly errors, like what happened in the... Ooh. Which cost me $250,000 for my postseason bracket. Now, let him explain. He didn't bet that. It was one of those pools where you could win that if you get a perfect bracket. I was confident. And <laughs> I blew it. I definitely want to correct that just to say we're not making yeah. 250K bets over here. Oh, no, 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 no. Not a chance. I'm not that risky. But after this podcast takes off, we might. Hey-o! So, Hey-o! we made it to the end. We're going to have to tell you the rest of this crazy nonsense next, next week. Next week on episode number 32, Elston Howard. Okay, well, we'll, th- I know. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe, maybe 32. Or Josh Hamilton. But tell them where... No. <laughs> Tell them where they can find us, uh, You can find us on Twitter at Life Pinch Drives, Instagram, Life and Pinch Drives. We're on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. Spy tunes, Spotify. Pretty much all those. Uh, oh, I think I, what did I add? I think I had like Stitcher or something like that. That's yeah. where you can find our audio. We're working up. We're Basically, working. go find us. Hit us up. Like us. Comment, subscribe, download, do whatever you now, want. If you do Tell that, everybody. if you do that, if you show us some love, We'll show you some love. Not only will we give you a little shout out, but we'll also maybe have you on an episode. Oh, yes. My friends keeps on saying they want to make a guest appearance. Guess what? They got to earn it. Whether you're a Red Sox fan or not. Regardless, thanks for listening. Yes.
I'm James Evan. I'm TJ Stolzenberg. Never forget. Too. I'm saying it. Why can't I say it? Too? Because I said it. It was my line first. Fine. And I've had enough. Fine. This is my cutout. This is my line. Fine, fine. It's all <laughs> fine. It's all you. No, I'm kidding. Say it with me, bud. Bye. Never, Never forget, forget to rock, rock and, and or roll. roll.